drug manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers are duking it out on Capitol Hill over the high cost of insulin. Oscar Health is the latest insurtech looking to exit the California health insurance market. And a new study finds that one in five U.S. adults miss needed medical appointments when they don't have reliable transportation. It's Friday, May 12th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Drug manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers, or PBMs, are blaming each other on Capitol Hill over the high cost of insulin. Executives from pharmaceutical companies Eli Lilly, Novo Nordisk, and Sanofi joined PBM leaders from Cigna's Express Scripts, United Health's OptumRx, and CVS Health in testimony in front of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, or HELP, committee this week. HELP Committee Chair, Independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, began his opening remarks by commending the pharmaceutical companies for capping their list price of certain brands of insulin. However, Senator Sanders said that the high cost of prescription drugs overall, not just insulin, impacts everyday Americans and the overall economic health of the U.S. If we paid the same prices for prescription drugs as major countries around the world were paying, we could save over a trillion dollars in 10 years. I know many of my Republican friends concerned about the deficit. I share that concern. Pay the same price as people around the world. You save a trillion dollars over 10 years. That's real money. And let's be clear. While Americans pay outrageously high prices for prescription drugs, the pharmaceutical industry and the PBMs make enormous profits every year. While the pharmaceutical executives touted their advances in treatment and their recent moves to cap the out-of-pocket cost of insulin for consumers, Sanders said that a vial of insulin costs less than $10 to manufacture and alleged that the pharmaceutical companies have raised prices on the diabetes drug upward of 34 times since the mid-1990s. Paul Hudson is the CEO of Sanofi. Sanofi manufactures insulin, including the brand name version Lantus. He testified on Wednesday. He said while the list price for Lantus for commercial insurance and Medicare Part D plans has dropped significantly since 2012, the cost for patients has gone up. He called out consolidation in the market as being part of the problem. Today there are just three players in the system that cover 80% of American lives. These consolidated entities encompass pharmacy benefit management, health insurance, specialty pharmacies, and group purchasing organizations. This vertical integration gives these corporations near total control over the products uh, that patients can access and the price they have to pay. Hudson went on to say that these integrated entities benefit from the selection of high prices on formularies because the rebates and fees they receive are calculated as a percentage of the list price. 
On the other side of the debate were representatives from the PBM industry, who took issue with these claims and argued that PBMs are able to negotiate lower prices for their clients, which they said translates to better adherence for patients and ultimately better outcomes. David Joyner, EVP of Pharmacy Services at CVS Health, blamed the high cost of drugs on the list price set by manufacturers and a concentrated market. Drug manufacturers claim rebates are the reason for price increases, uh, but the facts show otherwise. Government study after government study has concluded that price increases are not the result of rebates or discounts. A survey of insulin users found that 16.5% or 1.3 million American adults rationed the medicine in 2021 due to cost. Insulin rationing has been found to be dangerous for people with diabetes, leading to conditions such as diabetic ketoacidosis or even death. The Senate committee is not the only one taking aim at both manufacturers and PBMs. In January, the California Attorney General's office sued Eli Lilly, Novo Nordisk, and Sanofi, as well as CVS Caremark, Express Scripts, and Optum, alleging that they used their market share to overcharge consumers for insulin prescriptions. InsureTech company Oscar Health will exit the covered California marketplace ahead of the 2024 plan year. The news came from newly appointed CEO Mark Bertolini during a call with investors this week, who said that the California ACA plans had fallen short of the company's internal goals. He also said that the company intends to re-enter California's exchange at some point in the future after it reshapes its strategy and product offerings. Oscar's chief financial officer told investors that the company expects the exit from Covered California to only have a modest impact on its overall profits. Last November, Oscar announced its exit from the Medicare Advantage market ahead of the 2023 plan year, barring only one plan in Broward County, Florida, which is available in partnership with Trinity Health's Holy Cross Health in Fort Lauderdale and Memorial Healthcare System in Hollywood. Oscar also exited from Arkansas, Colorado, and Florida ACA exchanges ahead of this year. Oscar is not the only insure tech looking to exit the California insurance market. Minneapolis, Minnesota-based Bright Health Group announced last week that it's looking to sell off its Medicare Advantage business, which has around 125,000 plan members, in order to focus on other aspects of its business, including its care delivery offering. If Bright ultimately sells its MA plans, it would shed the last remaining portion of its insurance business. Some adults in the United States are foregoing medical care due to a lack of access to reliable transportation, according to a new study published by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Researchers from the Urban Institute found that 5% of non-elderly adults did not get needed health care over the last 12 months due to difficulty finding transportation. This was especially common among lower-income adults, with 14% foregoing medical care. 17% of adults with disabilities reported skipping care as well. 
And researchers found that access to a vehicle mattered. 13% of adults without access to one did not receive needed care. And 21% of adults without a vehicle who reported that their neighborhoods lacked reliable public transportation skipped needed health care. That's compared to the 9% of adult respondents who skipped care but who rated their neighborhoods as having good to excellent public transportation. The researchers wrote that policymakers should bear in mind the potential return on investment in public transportation as a form of improved access to health care. They also said the findings highlight that gaps in health care access could be addressed by Medicaid coverage of non-emergency medical transportation and an expansion of telehealth in areas that have limited public transit options. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.